<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Well, 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 look who is back at it again. I know gang, it's been another minute since you've heard from me. And it turns out living and battling cancer and holding down a full-time job and barely hanging on to my mental stability is a lot harder than it looks. And to be honest, a lot harder than I've made it look. I was a breast cancer superhero from my diagnosis in October all the way through March. Since then, your girl has lost her cape. And in fact, I've let it fall behind me, and it's been dragging on the ground, getting dirty and ripped, and I have just not been giving a f*** about that superhero I built up. I started this race running fast, then I started jogging, then walking, and eventually the pace I've been going over the past two months has been crawling on my hands and knees, dragging myself forward with the smallest and saddest of effort. I ran out of gas, plain and simple. I haven't felt like myself in weeks, and honestly, I've been consumed by fear. But this is the Facing Fear podcast, so it's about damn time I took my own advice and got back to the mic again. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome and thank you. Quick catch up. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in October 2021, went through IVF in November, had a bilateral mastectomy in January, and started chemo in February. A quick little update. The new boobs are great and healing super well. I'm back in the gym doing so much more than I could before. And as for chemo, I recently took a big hit. It turns out I'm allergic to the second set of medicine they tried to give me called Taxol. So instead of finishing at the end of this month in May, my chemo journey now goes until the end of July. But more on that story later, when I interview my friend Chance, who's also a cancer fighter, who walked into me fighting for my life during anaphylactic shock. So don't you worry. She and I will recap that entire event because it was quite um, quite the event. 
This extension of my treatment sucks. It blows. It's the worst. There are no two ways about it. I finally saw my finish line and now it's been moved back. But it's part of why I'm returning to sharing my journey with all of you. Because fine, fuck it. If I have to go through two and a half more months of this, then I've obviously been given this runway for a reason. I'm going to try to live and be present and share and remember that the only way out is through. As I've been thinking and reflecting and trying to understand why what is happening to me is happening, I recall a memory. It's from November 2020 when I ran my first marathon. Now, it was 2020, so the actual race event was canceled, and we had to run it from home. So I ran it with the help of friends on a local bike path. As I was closing in with two miles to go, my coach, Scott, realized I couldn't just run back the same way and cross the finish line. That path would not be enough, and it would be cutting my 26.2 short. He realized this without telling me because, honestly, after mile 20, I was basically blacked out the entire time, barely conscious of what was going on. So as we approached what I thought was my finish line, he instructs myself and then kind of the group that was running with me to take a sharp left. I immediately became angry. I saw my finish line dangling in front of me, and now it's being moved further away. And where the f- are we going by the way (laughs) I had no idea I was so done and over it and over the race and I was just completely numb that's kind of what happened with my chemo plan I was only two appointments away from being finished with one of the most medically intense and treatment plans anyone can survive and bam my allergic reaction causes a sharp turn left and as you'll find out In more details on a future episode, I now have a whole new drug and treatment plan that extends my finish line all the way to July. But recalling this memory makes me realize I have been here before. I've worked really hard and longed for something and prepared for it and planned for it just for it to slip from my fingertips right as I near the end. If I've been here before, I can do it again, whether I like it or not. If you've been following along the entire time here and on social media, you know I spent so much time being a superhero. I was the silver linings queen. I saw God winks everywhere I looked, and I even created cancer merch out of this whole journey. Like who who does that upon facing one of the most intense medical diagnoses they've ever had? Like who makes merch? I should have seen it coming, but eventually this superhero I built up crashed and burned. After taking some time off social media and the podcast, I posted a long Instagram caption about how sad and down and depressed and anxious I'd been feeling. And instead of sharing it all, I buried my head in the sand with no words to describe this feeling. The caption was kind of open-ended, offering not really a main point or a solution like I usually do. But a cancer friend of mine responded with a comment that some may have thought was insensitive, but I felt like she saw right through my heart. She said, I've been waiting for this post. 
You were powering through and kicking ass, but now you're doing it with a lot of realizations and adrenaline that has crumbled at your feet. Getting diagnosed comes with stages of grief, and you'll find yourself processing it differently along the way. And that's what happened to me. When I was first diagnosed, I did everything I could to document and share and make fun of this experience, make fun of it, like find humorous, gross, crazy things that were happening and share them. And it was so good for me. It did me so well for so long. And then chemo came along and it just infused me everywhere and especially mentally. It made me feel so seen that someone who has been through this was waiting for the crash and burn because it made me feel like my crash and burn was normal. I mean, I floored it through months of appointments, tests, results, decisions, surgeries, and treatments, and then my car absolutely ran out of gas. Probably should have started this with an electric car, huh? This crash and burn has many visualizations in my head that I'd like to share with you in case you've felt this way before. Maybe I can help paint a picture for how you're feeling too. So my first one. Breast cancer was this tsunami that came out of nowhere. And I quickly grabbed a surfboard, painted it with the Facing Fear branding and a big old lightning bolt, and I headed straight into that wave, surfing it like a boss for so long. And then the wave crashed, got out of control. I fell and my board broke. I've been standing in the shallow yet rough waters with my feet sucked under the sand and my board is nowhere to be found. Yet I can't get out of the waves or out of the water to reach the beach because my fight isn't over yet. Second visualization. If I've been playing tug of war with cancer since October, I had Team Cancer drug down, barely holding on to their side of the rope from October to March. Then Cancer and the introduction of chemo into my life regained power and have been dragging me right up to that halfway point where I've almost lost several times. Team Cancer and chemo ripped me from my sneakers and I've been struggling to hold on thanks to slippery socks and lost footing. And my third visualization. Two people told me this on separate occasions, so I'm just going to take that as a sign that is it, that is, this is what is happening to me. They told me to think of a bow and arrow. The arrow can only go confidently, strongly, and efficiently forward if it's being pulled back first. And damn, I certainly hope that I am the arrow and I'm being pulled back right now because I've never felt like this before. Lately, I've been so anxious and depressed. I've been overrun with endless thoughts. I'm a go-getter, a doer, an action planner, and to not be able to do any of that right now and to solve all of these problems built up in my head has been crippling. It's taken some major support to help infuse life, or excuse me, to help infuse light into my life lately. It has taken my therapist to remind me that even though my port IV, where they infuse chemo, sits above my collarbone, the medicine isn't just going into my shoulders down. It's going everywhere in my body, including up, 
up into my neck, filling my head, my brain, my mind included. This isn't just physical. This is mental. It took my sister Cindy to remind me that chemo-induced anxiety and depression are very real and legitimate symptoms just like nausea and hair loss. If not, maybe even more because they've taken away my mental grit and determination I spent so long building up. It took a coworker asking me, do you think you're finally grieving all that's happened to you? I've spent weeks crying at the drop of a hat or any time someone asks me how I'm doing. It took my Uncle Brian slash godfather to encourage me that speaking about this really dark time might actually be more relatable than all the superhero vibes I put out at the beginning of this battle. It took my friend Jenna telling me, you don't have to be happy or anything. You're used to kicking ass at life and right now you just have to kick cancer's ass. And it doesn't mean you have to do it to the best or the worst of your ability. Just kick it and move on. It's important right now that you remember you're doing the best you can based on how you feel. And sometimes your best is really bad, and that's okay. Me and all of your friends are so proud of you anyways. It took my friend Danny to tell me that I'm sure the beginning of your journey was all adrenaline and excitement, knowing that you were capable of facing something so detrimental. But now it's long and boring and seems like it will never end. But you are not in danger. You are just uncomfortable. It took my former coach and physical therapist, Prado, to tell me that it is tough to let our faith be bigger than our fear. But all you can do is embrace the fight with what you have right now. And it doesn't always have to be your best. Even when you aren't doing well, remember you are loved and surrounded by good humans. These are just a few examples of the good humans in my life. I hope you have some too, because they are lifesavers. And if you don't, please hit rewind and borrow mine and pretend that these sentiments are for exactly you. I think a lot of my sadness this past two months has come from finally grieving that my life will never be the same. And that feeling started on October 14th, 2021, but it hasn't settled until recently. I did not ask for this. I didn't want this. I am not good with change. I liked my old life. I liked 2019 and 20 and 21. I didn't think 2022 would be this hard. But that's the thing about grieving. You don't get to choose your perfect time and place to do so. It comes in waves, ready or not. Since it's been a while, I want to share what my anxiety and depression has felt like. So if you feel the same, you know that you are not alone. But of course, you should be seen or talked to by a professional if you feel really out of control. My anxiety has felt like waking up between 2 and 5 a.m. and one f***ing second later, worrying. Worrying about being jealous and sad and lonely before my feet even hit the floor. I think about everyone else and their happiness and their goals and their jobs. And I worry about the smallest things with mine. I try to go back to sleep with meditation or my favorite Netflix show or music and nothing calms my mind down. I toss and turn until it's time to get up and I pray for a better day than how it started. It's felt like everyday tasks just aren't doable all of a sudden. And the thoughts in my heads are just excessive and will not shut up. 
Sometimes my days get better as they go, but a lot of the times over the past two months, they just wouldn't. My depression has felt like sadness and crying and loss of pleasure and activities I used to enjoy. Energy loss, feeling worthless, helpless, and hopeless. It's felt like an inability to enjoy life and difficult concentrating and just making everyday decisions. I've felt dissatisfied and guilty and negative when thinking about my own self-worth. Mostly, it's just an overwhelming sense of doom. If you Google chemo side effects and anxiety and depression, they are basically married. After talking to my doctor, I finally took her up on getting some medication, and I do think that it's helping. And since May is Mental Health Month, what a better time to admit this and be vulnerable with how I've felt over the past few months. I posted my grievances to a breast cancer group that I'm a part of, so I want to share some of their helpful responses. So though, so no matter where you are in life, battling cancer or not, maybe they can provide you some helpful tips as well. So here we go. Here's what they said. One person says, I hate this saying, but it really does get better. Another, I would be worried if you didn't struggle through this. Focus on you and joy and just try to make it to the end. Some of this will take you years to uncover the meaning, which that one is really helpful because I feel like a lot of my worry and jealousy and confusion and anxiety comes from trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with this really hard battle in the future and worrying about it and wondering if I'll make something of it or if I don't. It will be pointless that God gave me this really hard battle. But life is lived forward and understood backwards. Okay, next comment. Your job is to make it through. That is it. Looking too far ahead can be crippling. Let go of the pressure and bring more grace into your life and mindset and thank yourself for all you are overcoming. I felt Profoundly better a few months after chemo. Keep going from one survivor to another. Don't stop dreaming, but know that big things can come later. And the last one. You are mid-fight and pre-recovery. Give yourself a break. I pretty much try to remember that every day. I am mid-fight and pre-recovery. Give myself a break. As always, I want to end this on a positive slash helpful slash inspirational note. Thanks to my dear friend Danny, I've started reading a book called Can't Stop Thinking by Nancy Collier. I want to leave you with some of my favorite takeaways from the book in case you are facing fear anything like mine. So here's a few. Freedom comes from acceptance. It doesn't mean that you should stop trying to change your life if it is not to your liking. It means that you should choose to stop fighting against the fact that life is not how you want it to be right now. 
That is reality, like it or not. Freedom comes from acceptance. Second one, we don't experience suffering. We suffer our experiences. Our situations can be monstrously challenging. Your grievances are teachers here to show you what real suffering is about. Being content comes when you stop cleaning up everyone else's streets and start paying to your side of the road. Turn your focus on your responses and attitude. To stop making yourself suffer takes courage. Courage to turn away and turn towards your willingness to change. Wake up and see that you are the one making yourself unhappy. That one really resonates with me a lot. The present moment is usually okay. You are probably interjecting it with otherwise thoughts. Choose a problem. Stop trying to figure it out just for now and say, I don't have to solve it. Rest in that relief. Notice the feeling of being off duty. Now that you're in a problem-free space created by you, give yourself permission to turn away from discontent and rejoin life. You're not copping out. You're not bypassing or abandoning or living in denial or taking the easy path. You're choosing a path of wisdom and compassion when you stop generate when you stop self-generating hell on earth. The one in your mind. That one also sits with me very, very closely. Fear and worry and ca- ca- catastrophic thinking are future suffering categories that exist in our own minds. We inject fear into our nervous system, which causes analysis paralysis helping us avoid what we should be working on to prevent these fears in the first place. Ding, 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 that would be me. (laughs) Life is already full of unforeseen circumstances and realities, so trying to control the future is pointless. Ask and challenge yourself, am I doing everything in my ability to make the future I want possible? All you can do is your part in this moment. And finally, she has four phrases or sentences that she encourages her readers to repeat to themselves. And I've used these to calm myself down, or I've said them as soon as I wake up or before I go to bed or in my car. Um, And I usually say them out loud, but here they are. I don't want to suffer. I want to be happy. I want to know peace. I want to be free. Here they are again. I don't want to suffer. I want to be happy. I want to know peace. I want to be free. So that's what I'm going to try to do going forward, to do my part with the present moment I have now. Thank you so much for sticking in there with me and listening and being patient and waiting and wondering how the heck I've been doing. It's been a really hard past two months. And I'm hoping that as the season changes and the sun comes out and the weather gets more beautiful and everything starts to bloom, that I start to do the same. And if I don't, I'll just remind myself that my only job right now is to defeat cancer. It's to survive something that not everyone gets to survive. I hope that if you're going through anything similar or you're struggling, some piece of this episode resonated with you. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Facing Fear podcast. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave a review on Apple's podcast app, or you can go to the Facing Fear with Sarah Facebook and leave a review there as well. If you or someone you know has a story of overcoming fear to pursue their own definition of success, please submit yourself or that person as a guest. You can do that at facingfearwithsarah.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the social media world. You can find the show everywhere at Facing Fear with Sarah or communicate directly by emailing hello at facingfearwithsarah.com. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal and This is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.